Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Now we'll be reading from Luke chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. At that time, some Pharisees came to kill came to Jesus and said to him, leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, go tell that fox, I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day, for surely no prophet can die outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stones, those sent to you, how often... I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Thank you so very much, Ava, for your leadership today. The covenant that was established between Abram and God is a covenant that Jesus continues to live out. Let me ask you this question. What image uh, comes to your mind when you hear the name Jesus Christ? The image of a judge? A baby in a manger? What image comes to your mind? Let us pray. Loving and gracious Lord our God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart bring glory and honor to your name, for truly you are our redeemer, you are our strength. Amen. We continue on this Lenten journey. This is the second Sunday of Lent, and for a few moments I want to preach from the title, Under the Wings. Today's text provides us with an image of Jesus that may be unfamiliar to us, a mother hen. An image that reflects the redeeming love of God in Jesus Christ. What an inviting image that communicates the grace and love that God offers through Jesus Christ. As you heard, as you read the gospel lesson, could you hear the longing? Could you hear the desire of Jesus as he spoke about Jerusalem? What an inviting image that communicates the grace and love that God offers through Jesus Christ, this image of a hen that longs to gather her chicks. Grace and love that will lead, hopefully, to an openness on our part during this Lenten season and beyond to confess our sins and repent knowing that as we do, they're being heard, they're being received by one who loves us, who longs to hold us close, who longs for us to know his love and his grace. Our sinfulness does not exclude us from God's grace. Let me say that again. Our love does not exclude us from God's grace. Nothing and no one will ever be able to separate us from God's grace. It doesn't matter how many people are standing on the sidelines trying to point out to you your shortcomings. It doesn't matter how many people are standing on the sidelines trying to lift up to us our latest failures. 
as we strive to live as disciples of Jesus Christ. Keep this in mind. Nothing and no one can exclude us from God's grace. God has not given up on you. God has not given up on me. God has not given up on us. So the question that begs to be asked today is, what does it look like when we, broken people, people who have messed up, weary people, people who live in shame, people who are sinners, what does it look like when we accept this love and grace of God through Jesus Christ. I want to invite Tom Ewell to come forward and share his story, his testimony with us. Wow, this looks different than being behind a meat counter. <laughs> and that being said, who would have ever thought Pastor Michelle would ask a sinner named Tom Ewell to speak to her congregation on this day about his grace. A KC, a family member, you can guess which one of the eight would say, he did, he did. So here we go. Romans 6, 4 states, today and forevermore God's grace is available to all whose hearts are broken and whose spirits are contrite. I pray that we will show our love for God and our gratitude be for the gift of God's infinite grace by keeping his commandments in joyful walkings in a newness of life. On a certain Sunday in this old man's life, I decided to walk to an end of the driveway. A yellow bus showed up. Okay, I got on. We went to church and I had no idea what to do so I just followed along with the crowd. The next Sunday, I made that walk again. A blue bus showed up. Okay, let's try these people. We got on, I got candy. I said, yeah, I got candy. But still not knowing what was going on, I followed the crowd again. But I knew I liked this church a little bit better because they gave me candy. His grace was still out there for me, but I was not ready to find it. After time, I went into the United States Air Force and not much changed in my life. I was still a sinner. To get out of the dormitory on Sunday, I would walk down to the chapel with the second group, only to march back with the first group because I was lost and still looking and not knowing what I was actually looking for. However, the Air Force led me to Chris. Christine to some, and we were married. Religion was a part of her life, so I said maybe she could help me lead me to find what I was missing. But it was not to be. I was still weak and contrite, proven by me going to church with Mama on the Sundays that I had off from work. In time, his words began to show meaning to me, but as soon as I entered the church, I would look up at the hymn board if I saw more than three hymns to be sung, I said, oh great, four, five, six hymns. This is gonna be a long service. <laughs> Music was something that I did not like. And it proved to be a reason that I quit going on the Sundays that I had off from work. 
On a Sunday that Father John and Deacon Dave were not able to speak to us, Mark, the music director, was to give a prayer lesson. Well, needless to say, this prayer lesson became a music lesson. And I said to myself, nope, not me, not for me, and I quit going. Even volunteered to work overtime for excuse not to go to church. Little did I know his plan was to use mu music in his favor later in my life. Went on my life without God and golfed religiously with friends on Sundays, and we drank a lot of beer. Car stayed in the parking lot a few times because we drank a lot of beer. The death of Chris's beloved Aunt Penny started a new journey for me to find his free and unmerited favor as manifested in the salvation of sinners and bestowed of his blessings. I started a new job, many new people, a KC was one of them. Then one day, a different KC came into the store and I thought, that could be my KC sister. And since none of them look alike, your words, Pastor Michelle, not mine, I decided to take a chance and I talked with her. Needless to say, another friendship begun. And this only led me to more conversations about music. Yes, that thing music again, and an invite to hear the Clare family singers perform. This event was not at this church, but it was at another church where Casey was a pastor. So I said, sure, I'd go. As faith would have it, I got lost trying to find this church. And I thought to myself, do I really want to go to listen to music or a sermon? But something told me a certain KC would be really upset with me. That was not my original word. And I may have used an adjective also. So I went on to find that church. I will confess, I really did not listen to Pastor KC, but I did listen to the music. And singing at this time spoke to me just a little. A start to me finding him, maybe. As time continued, a few more KCs came into my life. And when I was struggling, I would just go visit their sheep, their ducks, the chickens, and the goats. Oh, those lovely goats. But that's a different story, and the Claire family found out I was insured. <laughs> but they would just look at me, the goats, mostly the goats, but I began to feel a change. They just looked at me like something's missing in your life. They just looked at me. There was one that had a patched eye. And when I visited a couple, day, couple days last week, that little guy come visit me too. Soon after these visits, KC sent me some songs I listened to because they had meaning to her and she wanted me to find that meaning also for myself. These are just a few. Rescue, need you now, through it all. 10,000 reasons, Waymaker, you're going to be okay. Yes, music started to become important to me, but more important, he did also. I started to send services here, 
on and off, and music started to turn into words that began to absorb into my heart and soul. Then one certain Sunday, things changed. Pastor Pat spoke to me, and only me. We know that's not true, but that's how I felt. He was speaking to me. Wow. It's a feeling that I never had. And before long, tears began to flow, and no dam on this earth could hold them back. But on a, hand, a hand on my shoulder did. I was born into his life of grace right over there. What a feeling. It still remains in me to this day. The lyrics of a song goes, what if your blessings come through teardrops? What if your healings come through tears? They do. Through his grace, I am sober. I can do all things through him. I have a tattoo, three crosses of Calvary and a reference to John 20, 29. This Thomas was a doubter. Now with his grace, I have a redeeming faith through his music and his words that a lost sinner has been saved. Hope for this world in the next. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. See, I have exciting news for all of you who've just heard this testimony. This grace and love of Jesus Christ is here for you to receive it. Accept it. And in case you think you are an exception, you know, this grace and love is for everybody else except you, you're mistaken. This grace and love is especially for you. Hear the invitation, hear the invitation, softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. He's calling for you. See on the portals, he's waiting and watching. He's watching for you. Come home. Come on home. You're weary, you're tired. Your combination of life is not working for you. The combinations that you think you need to, to utilize every day, it's not working. You need Jesus Christ. That's what you need. Come home. Come home. Why should we tarry when Jesus is pleading, pleading for you? Come on home. Come, come on home. Reconnect with Jesus Christ. Or maybe there is a need for you to connect with Jesus Christ because you've not invited him into your life as your Savior and Lord. Today is the day to do so. I invite you to turn to hymn number 348 
And let us sing together softly and tenderly. And if you are so led, to recommit your life to Jesus Christ, do that today. You may have been doing your own thing and, and you realize that something is missing. It really is Jesus Christ. Invite him. Invite him back into your life to be your, your Lord, to be the leader of your life. Because let's face it, you've been messing up trying to lead your own life. Or if you've not accepted him into your life as your savior. Today is today. Acknowledge that you are separated from God, that, that there is this alienation because of sin. Acknowledge that Jesus Christ is God's answer to your sin problem. Confess your sins. And then invite Jesus Christ into your life. And when you do, the Holy Spirit comes into your life as well to help you to lead, to live a life of a disciple. Come on home. Listen, you've been out too long. You've been out too long. Come home. There's a place for you here at Evangel Heights. And, and if you find that Evangel Heights is not for you, come today and we will help you to find that church that is best for you. But please, come home today. Come on home. So let us stand together and let's sing softly and tenderly hymn number 348.